I got a, I got an intro. Also, I should mention, we're not doing fruit talk or anything this time because it just has no place here at the moment. So yeah, no, this is it's this just is, game. This is this purely is game. Your game talk. We're all gamers here. Business, 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 business. I feel like I'm an honorary gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're here. Chris's choice is definitely just going to be RuneScape. It's fine. It's not. How many games you played this year? Smite and RuneScape. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Call of Duty. Oh yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty is my game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's without playing campaign, it's your game. Of okay, the year. <laughs> doesn't matter. Campaign can be absolute dog shit. Don't matter to me. Good like, job, Logan. Probably like the best fucking part of the game. It's polished. <laughs> Logan, that means you, yeah, that means you did a good job properly. testing. If he's saying that's the game of the year, that means you did a great job testing the game out. Yo, yo, it's time. Episode four of Three Pillars Cast. Uh, gather round your favorite piece of technology and listen, for I have assembled my legion of gamers for today's episode. I'm going to go around and uh, introduce everybody. Going first today, after the introduction, will be uh, a longtime friend, uh, former roommate, Logan. That is me. Uh, definitely known you for a while. Play a lot of games. Good to be here. Play tons of games. Way too many, some would say. After him, uh, we'll have current roommate and sharer of name, Chris. Hi, hello. Uh, we do share the same name, Hive Mind, yeah. And then after him will be my brother, Ethan. I am the best roommate. We were roommates for many years. For 20 and, years. <laughs> and now, uh, well, I was 18, but yeah. So, uh, you know, it wasn't 20 years because I wasn't alive oh, for 20 yeah, years. That's but, right. <laughs> we were, but, you know, we were eight, for 18, 18 years. years is good enough. Hi. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's probably going to get cut. No, leave it in. Just leave it in. Just leave a solid second of pause followed by a hi. So today yeah. I have gathered you gamers here to talk about the best things pog. you played. Yeah. Oh, did you just pog? He just <laughs> pogged. He just interrupted gamer. me with a pog. How gamer. Gamer. Uh, talking about the best games we played this year, old or new. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess just, you know, of those games, you know, they're probably all going to be games you recommend that other people at least try, especially with a Steam sale coming up. Hopefully this is up by the time the Steam sale is still going on. If you're a PC gamer, that is, I should add, because... Not all of these were probably played on console. I'll have Logan go first. Yes, indeed. So to immediately counteract your hope it's on a Steam sale, <laughs> uh, my, my game of the year is Ghost of Tsushima. Ah, yes. I, I absolutely friggin' loved that game. I uh, bought it after seeing just a couple of people play it on just some YouTube videos and stuff like that. I had definitely piqued my curiosity just the the style of the game the visual like this you know samurai kind of game it, it's it stuck out a bit in kind of i would say a world of a lot of shooters and stuff like that and the fact that it was more of a single player game which is definitely my style uh so i picked it up kind of kind of sort of on a whim and it 
within just the first, I would say, even like five, ten minutes, I was like, this game is going to be absolutely incredible. And <laughs> I played it off and on basically as much as I could and just absolutely went ham on it and went all the way through, took a bunch of great screenshots that I'll come back to. And I'm sharing them now. I uh, played it all the way through. Didn't really take a lot of breaks from it just because it was it really just engrossed and just took me in. Is that the right word? Engrossed? I, I think that's the right word, yes. And very, very quickly was like, okay, I beat this game. Got to do the last couple of collectibles. And one of, actually the only game I've actually platinumed on my PS4. Uh, it was fantastic for many reasons. But I would say that's a, a quick overview. I feel like uh, a lot of people would share the same thought. Uh, I don't, not that results of the Game Awards mattered, but I feel like did this, did that win anything? Do you know? Like, did, did, did um, it kind of fly under the radar for some reason? I don't know, because what, what did end up winning Game of the yeah, Year? I think it was it Last of Us 2. Yes, no, it, it was. was. There was, I think, a different Game Awards, not specifically Game yeah, Awards, yeah, but a different a show. Game awards show that i think it did win game of the year i don't know if it was like the uh, fucking like joysticks or whatever um i know somebody did give it which i i have not actually surprisingly played last of us 2 um considering i played the first one and thought it was phenomenal but i was definitely a bit <laughs> a bit disappointed to hear that it didn't win game of the year uh especially with I mean, granted, I don't know exactly what the whole controversy over Last of Us Two yeah. was, but uh, I was like, and come on. To reiterate, like the the I, I'm not saying that the results of the Game Awards are gospel, but I just no, I, I feel no, like I recall not. not hearing anyone talk about Ghost of Tsushima at the Game Awards after all the hype that it had, had and like people no. saying it was going to be Game of the Year. And I mean, yeah, that game off the bat, and I feel like potentially. I mean, I guess they came around around the around the yeah, same it wasn't time. Too far apart, I don't think. But I feel like with all the immediate controversy that Last of Us 2 had, uh, I feel like everybody was like, Ghost of Tsushima, you need to play this. Like, it's kind of a underrated game in comparison to some of these other things. Like, please go play it. And, like, I saw a lot of YouTube videos about it. I saw a lot of people kind of tweeting about it and showing screenshots like I have posted here, like how just gorgeous the game is for its kind of own art style because like it is realistic but there's also like a lot i would say artistic uh not necessarily liberties that the game took but it definitely kind of goes to the style of like your early like japanese samurai movies and stuff like that this this game has a lot of hints at that kind of style of being like kind of a nod to early movies like that which i think is another reason that it really really grabbed me is just it constantly is doing these unique just very environmental things for example like some games like you got to go to this objective so they're like all right here's a waypoint there's a compass go follow it if you mark an objective on a map in this game the way you know which way you're going other than looking at the map is that the wind literally guides you to your destination oh, i actually didn't even know that um which is super cool. So you like literally be following like petals being blown in the wind to go there. And like, 
one of the I would say better uses, if not the best use I've ever seen of the touchpad that's on the PS4 controller is if you swipe up on that, it just makes the wind blow. So you can just very quickly know which way you're supposed to be going. Cause it's not like the wind is constantly gusting. Yeah. Cause that would be a little weird. Wind mechanics. Uh, exactly. But I was like that it's such a minor thing, but it was just another like tiny piece of that game. And I was like, this is unique. This is great. Real quick, I want to go back and compare. Uh, I was going to say when you're talking about uh, classic, you know, uh, early like feudal Japan movies, I was going to say The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that a good comparison? Um, I mean, it's it's been a it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but I would say for definitely more Americanized things, that that is a a, a good. The point you were making not. was that it was the movies earlier than that, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're getting into the realm of more, like, black and white, yeah. almost. Um, speaking of actually black and white, there is, when you start the game, there are, I think, three or four different modes you can choose to play the game in. Besides just, like, uh, difficulties? The first, yes, okay. besides the difficulties. Um, two of them being just a very basic, like, do you want to play it with English? Uh, English dubbing, or do you want to play it subtitled? So you're getting your original dialogue, basically. Um, and then there's... I believe it's been a while since... Because I haven't replayed the game, unfortunately, yet. Um, I believe there's for sure one other mode, but I think there's a second one that you either can just play it in black and white, or they actually have a mode named after a director of like these these japanese style like samurai movies that the game is in black and white only in japanese no subtitles so it really is just like we made this game as kind of a love letter to these types of movies and i fully intend to play the game through at some point in that mode Mm. because it just immediately was like that sounds awesome but of course i wanted to be able to play it through fully enjoy the story and understand it first yeah Yep, exactly. Yeah, take a peek at the screenshots that I had taken at all, because the photo mode is definitely one of the best photo modes I've ever played, and it really gives you an idea of how scenic some of the areas in this game are, because a lot of these I didn't really put a whole lot of filters or anything on, but it really gives you an idea of like when you get onto some of these hilltops or into some of these plains, how visually appealing this game can be, because I always found it remarkable. Just Instagram filters over everything. <laughs> I think of all the photos that I posted, I think only two of them I actually put any sort of filter on. I think uh, my favorite of them is the uh, the first grouping of two. It's like the, the the horizon and the plains, all the white flowers, I guess that's what they are. Um, but yeah, regardless, that one's that's probably, I, of, I, of what you shared. That's probably my favorite one. So this game uh, definitely came onto my radar. Uh, once it came out, once I started seeing pictures like what you posted here, mm-hmm. like all the different kind of scenery of it and just kind of like what the theming is like feudal Japan and all that. And some of the art style, it looked really interesting. I haven't pulled myself to actually like do anything with it, but, uh, it's yeah, I mean, definitely on my radar. Absolutely recommend if you have a PS4, yeah. play it for sure. Um, I mean, I went through and obviously did all the side stuff, but if you even want to just go through, you know, crank it down to the easy difficulty just to play through and enjoy the story, 
story is fantastic and it's actually based slightly off historical events of the uh the the mongolians actually attacking the island of tsushima mm. um so it's a bit there i mean i didn't delve into the history of it but i know in like uh the credits of the game they make mention of like the survivors of tsushima and stuff like that which i always like when there's a hint of a hint of history to stuff whether it's games or movies or anything so. I forgot about this in the past like couple weeks since all sorts of other new things have come up, but uh, I'm definitely gonna take a look at this further. Yeah, I mean it's it, really good. It very, very quickly got buried under a lot of upcoming releases. Yeah, single player games almost like they kind of have like a, a half-life to them, don't they? Power restored. I would say that a game that potentially people would be more likely to talk about uh would be Doom Eternal. Actually, yeah, okay. It feels to me like that came out last year. It, or it did. does. No, it, well, no, it didn't. It came out this year, didn't it? Animal Crossing. It came oh, yeah, out that's right. That's right. The memes. Yeah. <laughs> this year it just felt like, you know. Yeah, it yeah, it was it was not too much longer. I think I basically beat Doom Eternal and I was like, okay, I got to play Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I don't have nearly as much to say about that game other than they somehow managed, I would say, to take Doom 2016 and just crank it up. Somehow somehow they cranked up a game that was already cranked up. <laughs> yeah, because they basically just added more mechanics to what the Doom guy can do and make it a slightly more complex game that also felt still very reminiscent of the first one. Uh, I know there were some things that people were questioning. Like, I definitely question why they kind of added some weird, like, platforming mechanics to the game. Because, uh, I mean, that game is just constantly, like, fast-paced. You gotta do this. Gotta hit your grenade. Gotta get your ammo. Gotta get your armor. Like, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, and now you're gonna jump on these floating coffins in space. And then go use your claw your grappling and climb hook. across this. <laughs> yeah, like, that's I feel like one of the really the only like gripes I had about that game was just like weird platforming. Like I still enjoyed the platforming, but it just you took your high intensity, high octane. All of a sudden, I was like, and take a break. Which sometimes it was definitely a welcome break after trying to fight some marauders and stuff like that. But it was it was still a really good game. Uh, I have not played the newest and first DLC they put out for it, because actually I should say I did attempt to, but I hadn't played the game in so long, and all of a sudden you're trying to hop back into... The fast-paced gameplay. ...difficult DLC that <laughs> requires you to remember how to do everything immediately. So I tried it for all of about like 10 minutes, and I was like, I need to like probably replay through the whole game before I do this again, just to get back into this rhythm that you have to basically learn if you want to be good at the game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it it was incredible visuals seeing literal hell on earth and these massive towering demons and it was just absolutely metal as hell. Another really really good game that I played this year. The atmosphere was uh, very much uh what you'd expect out of Doom though. Oh, for sure. And I think it was something I was definitely looking forward to as soon as they're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be literal hell on earth. I was like, yes. 
give me the fucking metal. <laughs> yeah, that's why you that's why you play those games, right? That's exactly that's the whole purpose of it. Yeah, it was it was incredible. That was definitely another game I took a lot of photos and stuff on, but I just never exported them anywhere. But I saved a lot of them on my Xbox because I was like, this is freaking sick. Did Hell on Earth feel like the Hell on Earth depicted in the newer Hellboy movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, that movie just sucked. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the hell on earth that we were experiencing. Oh, right sorry. Now. Yeah, my yeah. bad. I should have compared it to that. Uh, to that I think it's I think it's more closely comparable to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, though there were definitely some some giant demons though, like you would see from Guillermo del Toro. That's very very much so some similar I, stuff I've there. I've seen but giant demons cool. walking around in real life too. Hey. They don't. Some of them don't wear masks. <laughs> Uh, we're here to talk about games. Yeah, sorry, my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, can we not get into politics? Don't please? bring your politics into my fucking video games. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a good one. I would think the uh, the other game that I would definitely at least have to mention, even though it was nothing, I it was something I didn't necessarily know how much I would enjoy it, but I felt like I almost had to as somebody who uh, plays a lot of video games and loves to talk about games in general. Uh, so I would say my last and also PlayStation exclusive oh. so far is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Ah, uh, yes. I also forgot that existed. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you don't it's own, when you don't own the platform that it's on, I you know I guess you tend to forget about it once it's left the the big like you know launch cycle that games have. Along with all these games being mostly single player, because that's what I typically like to enjoy. Um, they also all released very close to the same time, uh, two of them specifically only being on PS4. But I, I really, the basically the only reason I went out of my way to play this game is because there's obviously a lot of rich history with the original Final Fantasy VII being touted as like one of the greatest games of all time. And with all the hype and years of rumor and wait as to when a remake was going to come out. And then it was actually here. Um, but of course, only in one of how many parts? Yeah, I'm going to guess like at least four parts, but I guess I never uh, played the original, so I don't know. Who would know? Yeah, I, I have not also played the original, but this felt like a good excuse for me to play a version of it in a good way, I would say, in a in a true to, true to form. Brought it to a modern era with incredible graphics. I can only imagine that the other parts are going to probably live up to it, I would assume, as well. I would hope. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the curious thing, because <laughs> I guess we'll we'll definitely see. But like the first edition of it came out early in this year, and they've yet to even say, I think, anything about a release date to when the next one is like going to be coming. Two out. years for all we know. <laughs> yeah, potentially. And that's obviously the question that a lot of people have been raising is like, okay, well, how many parts are going to be out? How long is it going to take for them to come out? And then like when they all are out, are you going to put them in like one collection on one console? And how many discs point... is that going to take? <laughs> yeah, because at this point, the first one's already on, air quotes, last-gen console. And I don't think they've ever even talked about porting it over to air quotes, current gen with the PS5 and Xbox Series X. But yeah, it was a really good game. 
Uh, I definitely understand why people love Final Fantasy because that's, I think, only the second Final Fantasy game I played, with the first one being Final Fantasy 15, which it definitely felt like how that game played, but I would say it was substantially better. And uh, I mean, the the final fights of those games, I'm not going to spoil anything, but were really, really good and incredibly difficult. I definitely spent probably a good hour fighting just the last boss of the game. <laughs> not in one go, but he just kept destroying me. And then I had to just do it over and over again until I finally figured out, oh, like this is what I should do. It was literally one of those moments of like, I just was doing one thing wrong, but it was really good. And I'm definitely excited, or more so, I guess, curious to see when or if the next part comes out. Final Fantasy, I've never played a single one. I watched people play a little bit of Final Fantasy 15 when it came out, like three or three years ago or whatever, four years yeah, ago. Yeah, something like that. I watched some of that and I watched a pretty good bit of, and in fact, I watched an entire playthrough of, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake that has been released so far, and it looked it looked like something I didn't really want to play, but I liked watching the story and I liked watching the gameplay, even though I didn't really feel like playing it myself. Yeah, so it's, as... it's definitely a game that was kind of outside of what I normally play. So, like I said, I hadn't played a Final Fantasy until fifteen. Yeah, and uh, like, but I glad I, I did. I know people who are like, you know, who grew up with Final Fantasy. And they're like super into it, and they're like, "Oh, so good and whatnot." Mm-hmm. So and they all loved the remake as well. So I'm excited to watch the uh, rest of the game when it you know is released. Politics. All right, we'll move on to Chris then. <laughs> After, can you follow up such a powerful <laughs> emotional speech? Ooh. Oh God, I don't know. Um, I played like three games this year so outside of i guess the ones that were done on the channel uh the the big one that the big couple that i guess i spent a lot of time into and they're not new games by any means but uh revisiting the dark souls series specifically going back and actually giving it a full playthrough of the first and second game and i i had i guess i had my gripes about uh the second one for for a lot of things but overall still just a fantastic series just regardless, it it's a roller coaster of emotions from from hate, anger to then yeah, just getting so hyped over finally getting something and just the the art style of everything, just these monumentous you know bosses to overcome. It's it, I mean it, everything that you know I'm saying has been said time and yeah. time again about Dark Souls. There's nothing new, but and the memes, it's just memes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the ability to you know take some of these uh, characters and kind of role play your way through it and uh, kind of create a <laughs> uh, a sub storyline of things. Uh, but yeah, they're just they're just they're just great games. It again, it's it's not always a fantastic time because you are going to get angry. You are going to sit there and die and die and die and just keep running your head into that fucking concrete wall until eventually your brain's just like, oh wait, but what if? What if I just try just something slightly different what if i just tweak one movement and then it's like oh that was it that was the last little puzzle piece to the entire thousand piece puzzle that is a boss fight but yeah go sorry uh, i just wanted to real quick say i don't know if i would say that dark souls 2 bosses are a 1000 piece puzzle no not not specifically dark Souls. those are more like a toddler puzzle 
yeah, said, that's... I was about to say the Dark Souls 2 bosses seem to be more of you know, like that toddler toy where it's like the circle and the triangle and the square, and then they yeah. have a single piece in the hole. <laughs> that, that's more of Dark Souls 2 bosses. True, and then true, also, true. okay, it's like playing that game with the circle and the square and the triangle while also like not having arms. <laughs> that's like that's Dark Souls 2. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, like I said, like the second one has its has its graves because of course like they dumbed down a lot of the bosses and they kind of went for a quantity over quality aspect on that. But uh it the the feel of the game is still cool because it's the whole lore of Dark Souls. It's the how rich everything is as far as like there almost everything has a some sort of backstory to it or reason why, you know this kind of thing is in this kind of place and all sorts of that shit, which is the main reason I like it very artsy in a, in a way. But, uh, yeah, it's just like, like all the like art and stuff is still really cool. The lore is still really cool. It's just like an objectively bad video game. I just like saying the name of the, the hub city over and over again. Majula. 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 Yeah, because of my limited games played this year, it's not like that is a great game by itself. It's just a game that I've played that as a whole, it, it does fit into the larger piece that is Dark Souls. But uh, definitely spent more time into the first one, which is was a phenomenal game. Absolutely. Great. I mean, I'll put it out there that you could probably get all three games and their DLCs pretty cheap on a Steam sale if you just wanted to play through all three games. All three games are not that expensive, and you can put so many hours into each game that it's well worth it. It's the replayability, too. Like, yeah, you've already beat the game once, and you understand kind of the boss's mechanics, but do you know the boss's mechanics if you just change your weapon to a dexterity weapon instead of a strength weapon? Now that changes the whole field. Or if you want to play magic. Yeah, and just far cast your your life away. But even that can still have its challenges, too, though. Mm -hmm. Like... Especially it, with the aiming. Just, well, I don't know about Dark Souls 2 aiming, but especially with the aiming being what it shit. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Dark Souls 2 is the, the best one to meme on and just call garbage because it, it, it comparatively to the other two games, which I to give, I guess, some uh some background. I played through the third one at uh first, and then I went back to the old ones. I played the third one. Uh, I think over the last over last year, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Last year I played I played the third one and I played it and I played it and I played it. And I probably ended up like beating it and getting high level on like four different characters. And then I took a break and then I came back to be like, all right, well, I should really give the others a shot. And yeah, I, the first one didn't disappoint. It was definitely a whole nother whole nother ball game, but it's yeah, it's it's just something that you can to sink so many hours into and lose yourself because of how vast this world is. And then if you really want to go in further, like just going on YouTube and just seeing like some lore videos that way, I mean, like it's, it's impossible to catch everything by yourself doing it. So when these people have already gone out and like kind of helped piece, like put that string between each of the little points on the, on the board, help to connect all those dots. And you can kind of like get a full, you know, spectrum of what, what they're trying to convey. Because it's not outright. I mean, again, everything I say has been has been told before. But yeah, they don't give you anything as far as like straightforward. This is exactly you know what happened at this time, and it's like spoon fed to you. It's like you kind of have to like want to 
to read about it to like want to see the lore by going into like item descriptions and and seeing some stuff like that and going and like listening through mo like character dialogue and like talking to him multiple times to get that character dialogue. No, no boss Talk. fights that are determined by quick time events or bosses that are killed in cutscenes only without you fighting them. Imagine a someone modding Dark Souls oh, to uh to be the equivalent of uh like a Force Unleashed, but oh like that no. would be every boss fight is Force Unleashed. <laughs> as much as uh, I liked quick time events playing Force Unleashed, yeah, the quick time events, I was like, God, like after like the second the second planet, I was like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> you tell me you, you don't want to have or this really cool boss and you don't want to just end up beating him because button push? Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> Well, outside of that, I played those, and that sunk a lot of my my free time of video game playing into that. But the other game that uh, is little known that uh, I picked back up again this year is a little gem that I originally released for the for the Sega Genesis. It is part of the Sonic series. Now let's let's not cringe, let's not turn off, <laughs> Let, and let's also not assume anything. But no, uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. It's a uh, it is a it's a puzzle game which it is basically it's pretty much a reskinned version of again not very many people know about this one either but uh puyo puyo is a which is basically the, just like color coordinated tetris like it's the, a different the shapes let matter less but it's more so just color matching yeah it's a it's a version of tetris it's uh definitely i think it was it's more, more like popular. bejeweled or candy crush it's fun for a while there i would just like play through the game at least like like once per you know session of gaming i'd go on there and just to uh, run through it have fun it's got fun characters on there that uh that are very comical in expressions we'll say and uh the characters tend to it, there's nostalgia behind them if you were uh, a kid of the i guess would it be late 90s no i'd be like early 2000s era of watching the uh the sonic cartoon that used to air because there was uh, quite a few characters that were on that show that make appearances in this game but uh, it's Heck just yeah. a it's a whimsical game that you don't have to invest any time to. You can just jump on and just kind of hammer away at it, have fun with it. And then when you're done, just turn it off and continue on your way. You don't have to invest a lot into it. You can just sit on there and, and you know, just, yeah, just do a puzzle game. Work your, work your brain a little bit. Get your, get your hands warm. Reflexes. Praise be where, to games like that. Where can somebody play this uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine if they so desired nowadays? Glad you asked. You can find that on uh, Steam. Okay. Also so, purchasable during a Steam sale. Whoa. Whoa. So it, with, Why do I feel like you're plugging Steam like we're sponsored by them? Uh, I'm not Steam sponsored it. by Steam. Sorry. You should sponsor me. And by that, I mean just give me your money and I'll say that your Steam sales are good. I want a little chunk of Gabe Newell's estate. Huh. I want but the I, right to Half-Life. Welcome. To the HEV Mark IV protective system for use in hazardous environment conditions. It is the Sega Mega Drive and Genesis Classics. It is the that's it's kind of like a, an emulator that is, I guess uh, I don't know, call it licensed or something. It's an official emulator that you can buy on Steam that can play all sorts of these uh, Mega Drive and Genesis games. So you can play like Sonic. Uh, the original Sonic, you could play Sonic the Hedgehog 2. You can play uh, other games such as, like, I think the original Mortal Kombat might be on there as well. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Knuckles. Yeah, more, Sonic, and Knuckles. all Sonic. It's the Sonic emulator. 
Yeah. But uh, uh, what is it called? Golden Axe, I think. Yeah, you can play Golden Axe on there. It has a lot of those those retro titles for that. But so there's a lot of things you can do with it. But uh, yeah, it's 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 found on there. It's low commitment game. Sometimes you just want something that's low commitment. It's kind of like a. I mean, it's less long term, but it's like going on and playing like the Binding of Isaac or something like that, where you don't have to, you know, sit there and get invested into a whole thing. You can just do a run, and when it's done, it's done, and you move on with your day. It, yeah, I I enjoy it. It's uh it's cathartic. I guess that's why I like a lot of mobile games. Well, mobile games are becoming more and more like long term storylines too, but. I guess for a long time ago, like back when like it was like mainly like Temple Run and things like that. That's why mobile games caught on is because oh, yeah. it was like low commitment stuff that you can just go on and kind of just kind of. Yeah, especially it's it. one of those things. It's like, all right, I'm sitting here waiting for somebody or waiting for an appointment. I just need a time waster. Yeah, it's, I never yeah. had a phone capable of playing those games at the time. That's a shame. Yeah, I was a, I was a track phoner. <laughs> Oh, I mean, even some track phones you could get. Well, some yeah, stuff. if you want to play Snake, Snake's great. Don't shit talk Snake. <laughs> oh my god! I, I play when I, I played Snake on my phone. <laughs> yeah, Snake. <laughs> I tried to play. I remember trying to play Snake on my phone in like ninth grade after baseball practice. I would like, I'd eat like a few of the in air quotes flies, and then I'd eat myself, and I'd be like, "Well, all right, I'm not enjoying this at all." Ah, yes. What Not a... to hate on Snake, but it just wasn't for me. It sounds like I, a coward. I think anything on a track phone is just unappealing. Count me, count me out. I'm just saying, Snake, good. Oh, yeah. Snake, on... Snake, good. Snake on phone, definitely not great. But Snake in general, quality, simple content. Snake, good, G-D. Yes. Snake, good. <laughs> Snake, eat, fly. Snake, grow big. Snake, <laughs> try to not eat self. Snake, strong ethan would you like to to lead off i played like when i was making this the list as like when we started recording this i was like i played a decent number of games this year so i'm gonna talk about all of them but not go into like massive detail on all of them that's fine so my first game that i really started the year playing the first few months of the year and that actually you know that we we all started playing last year again was destiny 2 Ah uh, yes, I've said it a million times to I'm pretty sure everyone in this call and probably other people that Destiny has some of the most fun, like pure gameplay of like movement, gunplay, yeah, uh, stuff like that. I do like the formula of it where it's like you know get better, grind a little bit for better gear, and then do some raids or something. Even uh, it's just. For me, I don't have enough friends to do raids, and I don't want to play with randoms. So the, the raids are also absolutely insanely difficult. Yeah, it's like you have to have like a group of people who want to be doing the raids in order to do the raids and some extra time. So, yeah. but in terms of actual gameplay, like Destiny is some of the most fun I've ever had in terms of gameplay, and just like just going on and like doing like the weeklies with some friends or something is a lot of fun. It's definitely got some great fluidity. Yeah, and I think that's just something that Bungie has always had. It's like uh, it's like Halo Reach back when they they did like the weekly challenges and like the daily challenges. It gives yeah. you it gives you something to go for. My next game that I that I played at the very beginning of the year was Black Mesa. As someone who played 
some of the original half-life when i was younger or our, our grandparents bought like a small box of like really cheap used games for like I do remember this, yeah. place i think it was a mix of playstation and xbox and half-life was in there i already i had already played half-life 2 before this i'm pretty sure uh but i hadn't that was when i first like played half-life the first one uh, can I say that also the PS2 copy of Half-Life, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, is actually pretty rare. Mm. But the fact that we got it for, I think we literally, we got it for free because they bought it at like a garage sale. I will, I will sell it right now. I don't give a single fuck about it. If anyone listening to this wants to buy it, <laughs> DM me on Twitter. I didn't I'll even know it. that it released on the PS2. Um, yeah, that, that's a testament to how rare it is, I think. So... so and we actually we watched uh, Freeman's Mind back in the day, and then I yes. actually watched what what of that was released at the time. I watched that before ever playing. That was like my introduction to the game, if I remember correctly. So like up to like on a rail, I want to say yeah, around there is what was released of Freeman's Mind at the time, and I thought it was cool. And then I went to play, um, I went to play the ps2 version and it was not as good because it was it was like the original version whereas freeman's mind was like some modded version it, it was well yeah it was on it was half-life source but he had yeah. also added mods to it yeah. yeah so and i so like when i played it on ps2 i played like the first couple chapters and then stopped and then eventually got half-life source and played through i think the entire game and then I got Black Mesa and played the entire game. And obviously Black Mesa is the most like fleshed out version of it. And it's a ton of fun. And, you know, the game looks way better, at, you know, in Black Mesa than it does in the original because the original was made in 1999. You know, the music that they added to Black Mesa was ridiculously good. It just like fits every battle and every like new area perfectly so i have a quick question yeah, yeah i'm assuming just hearing what you've heard but i didn't know what black mesa was because i saw chris playing it recently is it just like a kind of like a love letter remake it's it's a, a, it's a remake slash remaster i would say it's a, i would say it's like a remaster of the original half-life but it's like not just reskinned and like made the run better. It's like fully redone. Yeah, it's it's made from engine. the ground up. Yeah, and a new engine. But it's I think that. it's still in. Is it still in source or source? I think it's still in the source engine. I think it's a source game. Yeah. Fun fact: They started developing the game as a mod, obviously, because Half Life's Half Life Source had come out in like 2005. Uh, they started making Black Mesa in 2005, <laughs> and then. So Basically, it About, came out and they just immediately were like, okay, we're gonna re remake. Yeah, it. like because because like Source was like like there was some visual updating stuff, but it didn't like they felt like it didn't offer much to like really warrant re releasing it. So uh, like two, there were two different teams that eventually merged that were working on on mods, and after like four years, they were like, we we've been doing this too quickly and cutting way too many corners. So then they basically restarted. And then it finally, like, I think the, there was like, uh, the early access version came out in like 2015, but March yeah. of this year, they finally dropped the full game. Yeah. Wow. I remember so. watching someone play 
Black Mesa back in like 2015 and being like, this is cool, but I'm not going to play this. Yeah, I feel and like now that you mentioned it came out back, like the first piece of it came out in 2015, I feel like I might yeah. have either remembered you, Chris, talking about it. Yeah. Um, or just seeing some like maybe trailer or like game footage of it. But of course, that was quite a while ago. And I haven't really been up on like PC stuff until very recently. Yeah. So that's really yeah. cool, though. I'll have to probably check that out. And it's, I don't think it's that expensive. No, it's pretty, it's pretty Especially cheap. Especially on a sale. Yeah, when it's on sale, it's it's definitely less than 15 bucks. I, I will also add that the game is definitely longer than the original. As yeah, well. it is. They added, they added a good bit of stuff. Is it just uh, like extra like fighting areas, or is it actually like, do they add new like, story content? Uh, the story is pretty much the same. There's a few more arena areas. Once you get to the, like, yeah, once you get to the three-quarter point in the game... Uh, what would normally well so in the original what 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 is the three quarters point in Black Mesa would be like the ninety percent finished point in the original, essentially where you say. you like go to to a different dimension, and that part of the game in Black Mesa is like multiple hours longer, <laughs> and yeah. there's like things that they added to that that were never even like mentioned in the original. Damn, the fact that the game. Like I mean the fact yeah the fact that it's a, it was a fifteen year modding project and like Valve has it you know like they they support they didn't directly support it but they like allowed it to come out on Steam and everything like that like yeah. they, like it's got the Valve backing that's like, that's what you should do basically. unlike some people Nintendo yeah. oh, <laughs> Nintendo bastards but yeah Hashtag no that's free melee it's free melee. No, that's that's super cool though. I mean, that's that's what it should be for cases like this of like just people taking their passion for a great game and being like, "Do it." Yeah, that's super cool. I'll have to Absolutely. definitely check that out. Warning: Seek medical attention immediately. Risk of Rain Two. A lot of stuff going on with Risk of Rain Two. They, I think, they recently are technically not in. It recently released in one, like version oh, 1.0. Right. Yeah. yeah, the game has a lot of content. It's got a lot of fun like characters and stuff to play as. Music is fucking wonderful in that game. Like I've sat there when I first got Risk of Rain 2. I literally sat there on the main menu listening to the music for like an hour or two, just listening to the music, not even like playing the game. I would honestly give Risk of Rain the same kind of award that I would give Destiny 2, which is like the fluidity is insane. What's yeah. the name of the character that we that we played when he had like just came out where he has like the grappling hook and like the I fist? I think it was like Loader or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like you, you can literally grappling hook, which pulls you into enemies while you're charging up your fist and then you punch and you basically like anime style, like punch right through them and just fly. Right, yeah, we'll a shitload of damage. Uh, I, forget <laughs> if it was, I forget if it was like, uh, I think it was the farther you, or no, the faster you're going, the more damage your punch does. Yeah. So oh, you, you charge it up and then it shoots you forward. Um, and he has a grappling hook. So you can fire the grappling hook on the wall or like a overhang or something. And you can charge you your punch. Momentum. You can charge your punch and you can jump fire your like fire your punch and then just like swing and once you've got all the momentum you can let go of your grappling hook and you can literally just fly across the entire map 
It's, it's so much fun. That sounds amazing. And that like, character alone is so much fun. It's and just, there, yeah, and there's like what seven or eight other characters that yeah, are like pretty much all pretty well polished as well. Yeah. And they each feel like pretty different too. They don't yeah. really get that repetitive. They, they didn't really copy paste any abilities or even basic attacks at all. Yeah. And they they all have like their own strength and strengths and weaknesses, but all of the items pretty much, pretty much all the items are like useful on every character. While all the characters are also are also like very different. I think that Risk of Rain does a really good job of just having everything always viable and always entertaining with it, but also just play loader every time because it's really fun to fly across the entire map and then like punch someone for punch the boss and kill it in like three punches yeah as, as soon as you said i could punch something to kill it that, that's what <laughs> i want here punch everything dude the next one is resident evil 2 i played resident evil 2 this year and it was a lot of the fun remake. Yeah. The, re- the remake yeah. where uh, that was another game literally all of my all of the friends that are like I dude, I grew up on Final Fantasy. Literally, all of them are like, dude, I grew up on Resident Evil. Like, apparently, everyone who likes Resident liked the Resident Evil games, like the original ones, liked all of the Final Fantasy games, and they all just like I, go. Honestly, I can hour. connect. I have a, I can connect those two <laughs> way too easily as well. Even though reason. they're like not the same game or anything, it's just like that was. They were just like the same era, you know. And yeah, apparently, PlayStation One era gamers, and even as someone who. I don't like being chased in games. <laughs> I don't like being chased because when there's an with if there's something behind me, I get like a like feeling in the back of my neck, even though it's like obviously That's, it's a video it. game. I, you're right. I get like the feeling in the back of my neck, like I gotta get through this fucking Just doorway or else this thing is anxiety. Yeah, your spider senses are tingling. And it, Oh, how will you will get fisted if you do not get to that? <laughs> yeah, uh, I Mr. X. I also played that game when it came out, and I played the crap out of it because I've been a big fan of Resident Evil since Resident Evil Four came out. Yeah. Um, even though that game scared the crap out of me when I played it, because I played it when I was, I would say, too young. Um, but as soon as they announced the remake of this game, which I would say easily set the bar of how you should remake a game. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Such a well done game. Every, I would say every Resident Evil has a crap ton of replayability. And my, my brain as somebody who is used to games nowadays and didn't play those games back in the day, my brain is immediately like the old ones don't look like very much fun because of like tank controls and like weird, weird camera angles when you go into a room and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So my brain, if, if, if somebody's the same as me, like resident evil, the resident evil two remake is perfect for like getting the nostalgia of an old game. Even if it's one that I never played, like get getting other people's nostalgia. Um, for a game that they loved while also making it, I guess a bit more accessible to the way that people play games nowadays. Yeah. My next one is Terraria. Terraria is just a better Minecraft. Minecraft is, has it. <laughs> Minecraft is better in some spots, but it Terraria is just better Minecraft. 
hot take. I understand. Steamy. And like, like I said, Minecraft is cool, but gets stale way too quick comparatively to Terraria, which doesn't get stale until you finish the game. Yeah. Terraria has just more way, options, just way more content and then like Minecraft is way better progression. And I would mind. say Minecraft is more Minecraft widely still has its value. Yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, that's another thing is Terraria on consoles. I feel like you don't get the full game experience because it like it, I feel like it wasn't made for consoles, you know, but they yeah. managed to make it playable on consoles played on PC. Yeah, you PC it's not it doesn't require like any Yeah, you could have a simple like, college apartment. college level laptop and yeah, you could play it. play it on anything. So if you're ever gonna play Terraria, get it on a computer. Um, I would also say quickly, just Terraria does I would say a lot more as far as like a combat side of things. Yeah. Not that that's the main focus by any means, but it does a lot more of that than what Minecraft does. Next game is uh, Fallout 4. Don't really have much else to say. I went back and put a pretty good number of hours back into the game this year. And it was still fun, even though I had originally been in the boat of it's not as good as Fallout 3 in New Vegas. It's not. It's, it's, it's a pretty different game. And it's very it, different. It's definitely comparable, but it's hard to compare it like straight a straight comparison because that's still pretty different. But it's still a lot of fun and easy to put a lot of hours into. It's still like a super fun world where you can just kind of like walk in a direction and be like, oh, this like here's an army base. I'm going to search it. Or like walk in a direction like there's a drive-in theater. And it's like, you know, there's just the world is still really fun and really explorable. And you can just you never you still you still never know what you're gonna find. And I think that's one of the things that Fallout is really good with is just walking through the world and seeing what you can find. Like yeah, I, I want like I want when I very first play like an open world game. Personally, one of the things I want is to just like walk in a direction and see what I find or like look at the map and be like, oh, there's like a lake here. Maybe there's something interesting there. Like, you know, look at the map, give the map a quick like glance and be like and then maybe see something that catches my eye and then just walk there and see what the fuck happens. Yeah. Every Fallout game does that really well. It's like there's something over there. What is it? Yeah. Or like same with like Skyrim. And yeah, even in 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 those explorations, uh, sometimes you'll just witness man and nature fight each other. Yeah, there uh, was. I had there some a... of the. Oh, go sorry, you go first. You go. Okay, I was gonna say, uh, I specifically think of Fallout Three, but it happens in all the games. In Fallout Three, I had a moment where I was going to. Uh, I think it's it was like the was it the Dunwich Building. Ah, uh, uh, the Dunwich. I was on my I was on my way to the Dunwich Building, and there was like. A, like a group of raiders who started attacking me and while I was fighting a giant rad scorpion came in and like destroyed two of them before I could even get to them so then I had to fight the giant rad scorpion and while fighting the giant rad scorpion a yaogwai showed up and started fighting the me and the rad scorpion and then like I think I tried to like run away and I'm pretty sure like a fourth party entered the battle like as I was just running because I was getting messed up 
Yeah. It was relatively, it was like, I think it was like level like 13 or something. So I wasn't like super developed. And uh, I think I was playing stealth anyway. So I'm like, I'm becoming more and more useless as this continues on. I need to just go. Yeah. Somehow that's a very common thing that can happen in a Fallout game, especially if you like three or New Vegas, where it's like, I'm fighting one thing. And then the food chain starts. <laughs> yeah, like you, I didn't even like run away. I was literally like in like basically like like a little pit where like there was like rocks, and then you like it was just this little pit in between a bunch of rocks, and everything kept coming to this pit to just fight to the death. Going back to Fallout Four this time, I started a new game. Like got to a certain point in the story, I was on my like wall walking to a like desolate nuclear weight like desert. There was like I crossed a bridge, and then there was. A group of people who were like holding a funeral for you know their friend who died or something like that and they had like a dude giving a eulogy and then as this happened i just like stopped and like listened to their conversation like looked at them and stuff like that and as that happened a fucking vertebrate a brotherhood of steel vertebrate came like in the background <laughs> i could like when you when you hear a brotherhood of steel vertebrate appear in like the back of your headset yeah like in the distance you know shit is gonna get crazy <laughs> every <laughs> single time freaking vertebrates so dude giving a eulogy for a you know this his friend who just died and everyone's like really sad and like saying words for that guy who died and then but in the background there's a vertebrate like having an intense battle with like a group of raiders and there's just explosions yeah. and there's bullets flying everywhere. Don't worry. The brotherhood is here to save the wasteland. <laughs> exactly. And if that's not fun, then I don't know what is. That actually reminds me of just a very recent example. I think of the last time I played fallout four of how messed up vertebrates are in that game. There's a quarry. And I think the Northeast of the map, uh, like just this massive rock quarry that the, the Raiders have taken over and I was going to stealth up to the edge of this. Cause I played like a very like ranged stealth character as far as like rifles and stuff like that. So I'm sneaking up to that, to this pit to start shooting people and a vertebrate comes from out of the ground of the quarry and just flies straight up in the air and just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing just straight up came out of the ground and used the quarry. Like it was its own personal helipad. <laughs> My second to last one is Divinity 2. Having played multiple playthroughs of, of Divinity, it never gets tired. I think I've played as most every like class at this point. Like I played a mage, I played a ranger, I played a ranger twice, and I played a scoundrel. I'd like to clarify, this is Divinity 2 original. Divinity original, was it Divinity 2 original sin, or is it the other way around? Divinity original sin That's 2. Yeah. Sometimes the computer, like, knows of a thing that it can do that doesn't make any fucking sense and it, then they just shit on you just save scum oh and for sure Abuse save, save. if you if you like are getting dicked on in a fight then just save scum like i'm not gonna look down on you for it because that's but like when you go into a battle and it's like really you like think it out really well but like without taking like half an hour to do the battle it's just a ton of fun and i wish that like every single game i've ever played had that combat honestly i feel like the story isn't super like engaging but it's not terrible by any means 
there's it, it's very open ended. It's hard to like yeah. give the story a like linear progression, but there's so many different ways that you can get the story to go that it doesn't really need to be made linear in that yeah. way. I would say that the overall goal is not that unique but i would say that like the details of it is pretty is like yes definitely unique the the lore of the game is where it really shines like the as overall far goal of just kind of become really powerful is not that unique but like how it works is pretty unique yes. i also would like to say that the uh, that playing divinity 2 uh, i feel like the optimal way to play it is uh co-op like two people and yeah. using lone wolf yeah that's the most fun way. It's not the most challenging, but it is the most fun. Yeah, yeah, because then you just you just fuck shit up. And if you and if you balance your if you balance your difficulty a bit, you can still have some challenges with it, but the game is still while Lone Wolf makes the game like like it it makes you like you should be overpowered with Lone Wolf. That's not really the case. It's still pretty like the game will still shit on you. Lone Wolf give making it so that you have more health, more armor, more action points, more yeah. action points per turn, like a higher ac maximum action points. Like you're, you're it, still every time, put, every time you put a point into a stat, it gives you two points, which, which should be completely broken. Like it's not since you just have, but cause you can only have a max of two people with that perk. Yeah. And then my last game is and like as a whole of the master chief collection, which uh, we played Where in co-op. We have been playing over the last year since Halo Reach came out a year ago. Yeah, last November. I'm actually kind of amazed that all... I mean, I'm, I'm sure they did a lot of the work on all the games before Reach came out, but like the fact that all of them came out within the span of a year is pretty pretty good yeah there's like a lot there's a lot of i mean there's six games halo reach halo ce halo 2 anniversary halo 3 halo 3 odst and halo 4 all for 40 dollars honestly you could just remove halo 4 from that because it is yeah garbage. it is the garbage it is the dark souls 2 of the series <laughs> it's just objectively not fun to play if you've played the other ones but it's still like got some cool story and cool visuals and stuff like Ethan, that. Ethan and I set out to play all of Master Chief Collection on Legendary, which we did besides Halo 2 because Halo 2, when it came out originally, Bungie implemented like basically the Iron Skull, but constantly set and you can't disable it. So like whenever one of you dies, it just restarts you at a checkpoint. You can't like have the other person back off and wait for you to, to come back. It just immediately puts you back to a check, checkpoint and it was frustrating as all hell. It was not fun to play uh, co-op legendary. So we just played it on heroic. Halo four was the only game otherwise that was so frustrating to play on legendary, not even because that that wasn't even a feature and we just didn't fucking do it because it was taking way too long to, to yeah. progress through. It wasn't even just because it was legendary. It was just, it's just a bad game. There was nothing redeemable to make you want to keep playing it on legendary. It just made me want to burn through the game on easy. Yeah. Recently played through that game on legendary with three other people. And if I wasn't playing with three fun people to play with, we wouldn't have done it. If you've played and like grew up playing the other Halo games, or even if you, I feel like just played the other Halo games prior to playing Halo 4, 
the story is just not the, the writing is god awful most of the time shit it's so bad they do a lot of the things where uh where they they like to tell and not show or sorry they like to show no 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 okay i said it right the no, they, just, they like yeah, to, they say they like to and... tell and not show yes. because in things like uh, like i mean honestly like the first three games and odst uh master chief for example does like he does talk but there's plenty of times that he doesn't talk and you still get like the full uh you know like intend like the full intended story because they're showing you the story and not telling it to you i think cortana says a line in halo 4 where she's like struggling with uh her ai is like past expiration date so she's starting to do all kinds of weird things and she's like there's nothing we can do to fix it in the cutscene. And then as soon as you start that next, like the next level post cutscene, she's like, chief, since you brought it up, there is actually something we can do to fix this. And I'm like, how the fuck do you write that in? Like you literally said there was nothing, but then, and then immediately 10 like, seconds later, maybe. she's like, Oh wait, there's something we can do. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. And, and all the, like the, one of the biggest things I feel like I immediately just deny Halo 4 being a good game is, is you had this ending or even just like the whole story of Halo 3, the Covenant has decided to call a truce to the human sea or the Flood. Yeah. And then Halo 4 starts, and it's just, the Covenant are bad guys because we decided to... Three years passed and everything went to shit, apparently. Yeah. No, the just that group of the Covenant were more, more, zealot than the, more zealous than the other covenant they weren't the actual covenant they were yeah. the covenant covenant and you're like okay well this yeah is- yeah it, it like it doesn't come across as that i feel like they basically no don't justify it whatsoever they're like we need it more like they literally in the first level i remember cortana goes like or chief is like i thought we were friends with the covenant and yeah. she's like she's like this must be a different wing of the covenant that's yeah. more like, <laughs> yeah more, and she explained more, that to uh, you like, if that's it, what you're going with fine but it fucking sucks it's justified in one throwaway line at the beginning it of the game literally is just like well we needed an enemy to yep. we needed there to be covenant so there's someone to fight and it's yep. not even like the brutes because the brutes and the uh prophets are still like not on the human side yeah and even though they aren't like running I, I guess they aren't running the covenant anymore in air quotes the covenant whatever that fully you know encompasses yeah. they are definitely still there it's like it's like in star wars it's like when uh the emperor is killed and then oh the empire is gone they're not gone and literally they never left it you just killed their leader and that's yeah. all they're still all there and they still yeah. like <laughs> just because you killed their leader doesn't mean yeah. all these people are all of a sudden going to so just like, Instead of, they could have easily had, like, brutes and, like, make the elites, you know, allied with humans and stuff. And then the brutes and the jackals and the grunts and they all... There's, like, something they could have easily done that because after reading one of the books and even just, like, playing the games, you get a little hint of it. But reading one of the books, like, none of the races even really like each other that much they're just all part of the same like religious bullshit so like you could easily have them be like well the grunts and the jackals are no longer like the elites aren't part of the covenant anymore because they were betrayed and then 
the grunts and jackals are still part of it because they still they weren't betrayed and now it's just like the brutes just replace the elites which happens in the games but then with four they just kind of like didn't yeah they how are we gonna how are we supposed to model these brutes we can't do it we must go with the elites or something like that i don't know there's no really have felt like they just really said fuck it with this game (laughs) granted obviously it was a new company taking over and stuff like that but i feel like they just really didn't take note of what the other yeah halo games have done and just they really fucked it like a hefty shit again also on the comparison of uh show and tell and, and not tell uh so when we replayed odst i like i remember i liked the game before yeah like when it first came out at the time, like I really thought the ODSTs were dope and like the, the story that they had, but there was a whole like segment of the game that I effectively missed when the game first came out that made me rank the game way lower in like my personal halo rankings that I would now put way higher. Uh, because if you play through that game and you get all the collectibles, the like the story the story that you actually experience as the rookie like the main character is enhanced by the story that's told by the collectibles and everything makes way more sense so the fact that i missed that and like i don't know what 10 years or whatever went by that i just didn't replay it at all until this year and then you know experienced not only just playing it again and being able to actually pay more attention because i'm you know i wasn't like 16 or whatever you know, obviously I'm, you know, 26 now. So like I break down, you know, media and stuff different than I did as a teenager. But on top of that, then also going the extra mile to do the collectibles and see the, like connect everything up together with that was just like that mixed with an absolute banger of a soundtrack. Fantastic. But Halo 4 has collectibles that tell a story. (laughs) That's, it's still garbage. Trust me. I picked up like half of them. I think I gotta say what my favorite. Oh yes, my favorite one was my favorite one to play was probably CE, despite me being a Halo Two fanboy for the last mm. uh, five years, six years or so. Yeah, I was. I've been on the Halo Two train for a while, but I think the one that was the most fun to play was probably a tie between Reach and CE. And CE, there's so I read one of the books, The Flood which is basically Halo CE, the graphic novel. And it adds so much more to the story of CE. It's insane. Um, especially was, since it was the first Halo game. So it was like the introduction to the storyline. Because I don't know if the books were a thing before. I don't think they were. I, um, I, I'm pretty sure that CE came out. I think I want to say CE and 2 came out before any books even released. So, well, either way, yeah, CE was like the introduction to Halo in general, because even if the books existed, they were not very big at all. Nowadays, it's like I I was I was I was hoping that CE wasn't just like nostalgia, but it does hold up surprisingly well in terms of like the gameplay and stuff. Also to add, we played through this. We played through this on PC. So like. It ran, they all ran really smooth. Yeah. You know, with or without graphical movies. updates, they all just felt totally new. CE was never my favorite Halo, but I 
feel like it's safe to say that after playing it and having a lot of fun and then reading that book and just enhancing it even more, it's now probably my favorite Halo just because the book just added so much more to it that it's just, it's great. Everyone should read that book. If you've played Halo CE, read the fucking book. It is glorious. That is all that I had for games. I intended to have Jeez. everyone talk about like three, but yeah, yeah. it's fine. Jesus, that was like an hour. Ethan like recapped his entire year, so <laughs> his year that's fine, dude. I'm sorry. Chris, did you just leave for a yeah, while? Did. You no. just get up and walk away. <laughs> you were just, no, I bet you were just fucking sitting oh. there with your head, forehead down on your desk, like shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's nobody good. cares. Quit talking. That basically was my reaction. Antidote administered. Uh, I guess, yeah. So me and Ethan had played through Halo, Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, real quick, since I, I honestly didn't talk much during Ethan's uh, like mention, at least of these games, but I originally was going to talk to talk up Black Mesa, but I'll, I'll give my perspective on it like really short, is that like I think growing up, Ethan was definitely more of the Half-Life like kid uh, at, at least during that time period uh, and I pl- and I played them and and I'd say I liked them just as much but like as they've kind of like sat and like uh, what's the word I want to use festered yeah as they basically as they as they've festered then when I when I started playing through Black Mesa uh, is like it all like all the nostalgia came flooding back and I was like I had basically like not forgotten about like you know Half Life and like Valve games, but it has it has been so long since I played through. Besides Portal Two co op, uh, when we when we played a couple years ago, Ethan, it had been so long since I had played through a Valve game. Since like basically like I think it was the last time like was playing the Half Life Two like free graphical update when I still lived at my parents. Black Mesa like brought all that back and then some because you know obviously they did special things with that so i like that is a like must play i would say like whether you've played half-life for the nostalgia or not like it's a really good game the two other games i'll talk about instead i would honestly say both have uh caveats to them uh the first one i'll talk about is uh ghost runner which came out this year i have not finished it and that's the caveat like i'm i'm more than halfway done with it but like just with the the like, cause it came out in like late October, and I played through some of it, and then on, like no, all of November was a blur. All the election stuff was going on, and like it was just a weird month. So I like didn't play like jack shit in November, uh, and then all of a sudden like Cyberpunk is out, and whatnot. So like I haven't finished Ghost Runner. Thought you were gonna finish talking about Cyberpunk. <laughs> I'm not no talking cyberpunk. about Cyberpunk. No, no Cyberpunk. cyberpunk. Uh, well, now we're talking about it. it. Ghost Runner is a very cyberpunk, and then you brought up (laughs) cyberpunk. Everyone, shut up! I'm talking. (laughs) Moderate Uh, us. Turn off my mic. Definitely. Uh, So, Ghost Runner, I would say, is a cyberpunk game. Like it's instant death. Like anything that hits you kills you. But you press, uh, you know, one button, and all, and you're just back, like in the game again. It it, the the whole game itself is just super fast paced. Uh, yeah, the only real thing I can say is that I haven't finished it. I got back into Monster Hunter again this year, Monster Hunter World. Yes. Uh, Monster Hunter requires a lot of time. Like, 
Maybe not as much time as you devote to an MMO, but you easily could devote that much time to it. And there, and it is like that big of a game as far as how long it takes to complete like everything. So I'd recommend if you're going to play it, have a lot of time. And, and it also takes some getting used to because the menuing to me start, like at the start was very overwhelming, but like once you get used to it, it's not very, it's not so bad. The, the game immediately overwhelms you with a lot of stuff, but it's not as complicated as they make it seem. So when first playing through, playing through the game, you have to like, you have to learn like all the, the timings of like your specific weapon that you pick and like dodging and stuff like that. And it's not like anything else I've ever played. Uh, after a certain point, like in my childhood, I got really like basically when Halo 3, like when I got Halo 3 and Xbox Live for the first time, I then became like strictly, all, not strictly, but like a lot of the time, like I was spending so much time in multiplayer games. So I spent like 10 years playing a shitload of multiplayer games. So I was finding myself being able to translate things from other like competitive games as far as like, uh, like, you know, focus and like timing and putting it into a single player game against effectively bots. But the bots are just giant monsters that have entirely different movesets than you. And like, and it, and it, like it hooked me. I haven't put as much time into the game as Logan has. <laughs> across all platforms but <laughs> but but the time that I put in is has been worth it at the current point that the game is at uh, I'm getting to the caveat that I had about it uh like you can you know playing through it single player is is good I do like playing it with friends like or like at, or a group even overall uh so the, the only real negative is that, like, if you just don't care for the story that much, you cannot skip cutscenes. And there's a lot of cutscenes. So you have to play through the entire base game and then all of Iceborne with what there is now. And my, my, ca my caveat is that uh, with I, the game has basically now with the movie coming out, I don't even want to start on that. I'm going to save that for another time. Uh, they've I think they've put out the last, like, big like actual content like dump into the game so like if there's any updates it'll be like bug fixes the rest of the time mm, not necessarily no okay no. But, but there there there's another game that's going to come out on switch and i wonder there's certain fights in the game that require parties and if you don't have anyone to play with i fear that say in a year's time that you might not be able to do like say Safi Jiva raids because there won't be as many players or it might still continue on because people like the game that much. It's hard for me to tell. I, I, my fear is that is that people who were to pick it up at this point without a full group of friends would not be able to finish it. Yeah. Uh, to like, my knowledge, not be able to do certain things. Uh, they with, Fatalis being the last monster they actually put in the game, they are going to continue to roll like obviously like content updates. And I think potentially other than the movie tie in, which nobody wants, <laughs> um, they are potentially going to put more like minor crossover content in that. Otherwise, oh, yes, okay. it will mostly be uh, bug fixes slash patch updates. Um, I think I have heard that they are potentially gonna update some like raid style quests like you're talking about mm -hmm. so they are 
completable with solo. Oh, okay. That that would be nice because then the longevity of the game goes yes. up. Because then if you only had, say, one friend to play it with, it would be possible to actually yes. beat. I'm not so. positive about that, but I I think I recall seeing. I about, really hope they do. I that. I agree because, like you said, it it does make it difficult. But I I think Monster Hunter as a community, I think for the most part, you're pretty much always going to find people to play with if you want. So I mean, yeah. Unless there's anything else anyone wants to bring up that basically, uh, I think would wrap up the majority. Play Black Mesa. Uh, if you've never played Halo, and even if you have played Halo and you've moved on to PC, play Master Chief Collection if you have PlayStation 4. Play Ghost of Tsushima. Play Dark Souls because of its historical relevance. Please play Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> and you know what? So if you're fucking good. looking for something to just fuck with, play Mean Bean Machine. Yeah. 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 Pick, pick it up, put it down. What if we all? What if we end it with us each, with no detail, saying a game that we are looking forward to that is not out yet? Oh, I'm I'm down. I can just pull up my Steam wish list. I was gonna say I'd have to either look at my wish list or just think. I don't have one. Something that is not um, with. Don't you don't have to say why? Oh, oh no! I easily have one, but I have no idea when it's gonna come out. I'll go first if that's all right. Go first. Go as long as you're not going to take 20 minutes, go first. Dying like <laughs> I just said with no detail. Oh yeah, okay. Cut off my fucking mic. <laughs> Can you repeat that cuz I think you were slightly interrupted? Dying Light 2. If it, you know, when it comes out in 6 more years. Supposed to be a bit an ambitious game as far as how the world evolves. So it won't come out for another 6 years, but yeah. it, it's the next It'll be time. worth the wait. I certainly have one that I immediately thought of which is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Mm. put that shit in my veins <laughs> uh i guess the only game that i've i'm really anticipating and it's been a long long wait for it and i still don't have any answers on it is uh diablo 4 that's uh ah, yes mm. been that first trailer looked ever, real good I, ever since i saw that live and in person at uh blizzcon i've been uh eagerly awaiting it the game I'm most excited for may or may not come out next year is bomb rush cyberfunk the spiritual successor to jet set radio ah yes that looked really good as too. logan said put that shit in my veins <laughs> same art style same uh composer that's all i gotta say then uh our work here is done the the, the legion of gamers has assembled and deliberated so now you have choices for your for what to do with your free time seize the means of production solidarity we played the video games so you can also play them we played halo 4 so you don't have to absolutely yes. <laughs> don't play halo 4 Do not, that game. Of, of everything overall that you take away from this let the most important thing you take away from this be do not touch halo 4 <laughs> do not touch halo 4 do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars good night definitely pass halo 4 and collect hundred dollars <laughs> same with dark souls too you don't need to play that one either congratulations you've made it to the end of the podcast thanks for listening all the way through if you did and it was a fun one with the boys as always so the next one's probably going to be not coming out for a little bit uh i guess i would say just with the way that things are at the moment it, with my particular situation being that i have other things that i need to finish and other things I need to do, plus uh, looking to probably try and move right now. Uh, I'll probably, I guess I'll officially say that it's like kind of going to be on hiatus. 
uh, and oh, everyone everyone always says that, and then it never comes back. But uh, it's gonna come back. Uh, I just need to finish some other side project stuff first, and then you know whether I'm moving or not, I can probably make things work with that. But it's more so that I just I need to like clear my my plate of everything else that I'm doing. So in the meantime, uh, for some reason, I've never shouted out me and my roommate's, you know, side project YouTube channel, uh, nothing relevant. There's like a whole year's worth, if not more, of content on there that you should watch. Generally, playing older games that, you know, aren't in the, uh, the public eye necessarily, uh, at least not anymore. And we just uh, we just kind of joke, you know, lots of jokes, lots of uh, interesting things happen. Uh, it's just it's it's a really like simple form of uh, content creation, uh, and we we enjoy it quite a bit. You can follow that channel on Twitter at nothing r here with a capital R. Uh, and besides that. As always, you can follow the podcast uh, at Three Pillars Cast on Twitter, and myself at Evolved Icon on Twitter. You can follow Logan at the Helicopter. You can follow Chris at X the Drifter, and you can follow Ethan at Bataglian. Uh, the O at the end is actually a zero. Yes. Uh, so I guess until next time, uh, whenever that ends up being, obviously. And yeah, again, famous last words, but. Uh, I I still have a fun time doing podcast. I shouldn't say still. It's still in its infancy, but it will proceed in the future. So, yes, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Go check out Nothing Relevant because I've never shouted it out on here before for some reason. Freedom. Where to now? And to what end?